This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, everyone. I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. I need to do a new intro every day. That was crazy. You're here on a Friday. You're here on a Friday. Oh, this is Haley that we're talking to. Hello, Haley Ross. Hello, my name is Haley Ross. Hello. <laughs> You're here on a on a Friday, so you don't get to hear my in person Pride and Pickle announcement. Oh my gosh, it's really Would you like special. to hear it anyway? Yes. Does it involve a pickle? Oh, well, she doesn't even know what we're talking about yet. No. Oh. Ta- mm-hmm. oh. Well, we do this thing on Monday episodes called Pride and Pickle. And it's like your good, your good part of your week and your like bad part of your week. But I do a, an announcement for it. Wait, 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 wait. Pickles the bad part? Yeah. Pickles like, are my favorite like part you're of the like pickle. You're stuck in a pickle. You're no, pickle. pickles are my favorite thing in my entire life. But you know life. the expression in a pickle? Right. No. You're in a pickle. No. Little pick, a little I, pickle. I, every single Saturday, I go and get four pickles from the deli. <laughs> That's amazing. It's true. Do you want to hear it or no? Uh, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> You'll hear it when you listen to the Monday Take away episodes. my joy. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're here with our friend Haley. Hey, Hales. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, oh just fabulous. And <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. It is. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Day. Day to you all. You guys are like my little Valentines. Oh. And everyone that. listening. Oh, <laughs> everyone. So many Valentines. So many cards. Haley's, so many cards. Haley's sending all the Valentine love. um okay before we get into some things about valentine's day relationships that's the topic of the week that's the topic of what everyone's thinking about today why don't you introduce yourself Hales? tell us a little bit about you how old you are what you do for a living all those fun things okie dokie um (laughs) my name is Haley ross i'm 24 years old and i hate saying that out loud because I miss 23 so much. (laughs) I am an associate producer at MSNBC and I have friends that are you guys and that's all I have for you. All of the fun facts. (laughs) What what, what are you a producer on? I'm a producer for the four o'clock show on MSNBC. It's called Deadline White House with Nicole Wallace and I'm an editorial associate producer. So I uh, pitch, I script, I produce elements and I write for our anchor and I either help out and you know create element sheets that she can look at and say oh I would love to go to that element let me say it on tv or I create sheets that she goes that's crap I never want to use that <laughs> and you know it depends you never depends know what you're gonna day. get depends you know? on how we're feeling exactly <laughs> it's a cool job it's a whirlwind it's, yeah stressful live tv stressful live not like TV. this this is not live this is not live TV. It, you, you don't have to worry about, like, if I said chicken shit on air, it's okay. But, <laughs> but you like, can also curse on this podcast. Oh, it's, that's so much better. Yeah, because, we're yeah. explicked. It's explicit, actually. <laughs> I always that's so wrong. 
<laughs> it's always split. split. Like you should not be allowed to do this if you think it's a split. <laughs> nope wow you're learning so, so much. much i'm learning a you're lot you're so today. welcome well, you that, that really I, got me that i'm not college <laughs> but promise, you are i promise it's, no, it's funny it's fine she's it's a fine. terrible speller yeah but now an amazing <laughs> human being with with so many smart amazing oh my god being. you're outing me the audience Julia, doesn't know yet how do you spell floor <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I'm, just I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing, not doing it. Yet. We should do a live spelling, spelling bee. bee. No, oh, no, no live spelling bee. I would wow, be old for that. The audience does not want me in a spelling bee. Okay? I bet you, if I put a poll on my newly found Instagram story, Haley did her first Instagram that. story ever yes. yesterday. So that tells you a little bit about Haley. Well, a good thing I read. <laughs> she reads a lot. Like she not one of those lot. people read, that's like, yeah. which is fine. But you, not one of those. You people read the most of anybody it. that I know, like books for pleasure. What about my dad? Oh, and your dad. Yeah, the two of you. I'm second. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've known Haley since we were in the third grade. Yes, she had hermit crab racing at her bat mitzvah. I did so cool. I wow. think that says a lot. It does. Julia used to wear her hair. <laughs> As a low ponytail behind Why is this ears. the Bully Julia episode? <laughs> it just felt bully. necessary. It just felt really necessary. Was Haley a peacemaker? Oh my God. No. Oh, don't bring this up. I wasn't a peacemaker, but do you want to know why I wasn't a peacemaker? <laughs> why did you bring this up? I, I, I didn't know. I wasn't a peacemaker because someone else com- cried about the fact that they weren't a peacemaker. And then they was they were like, okay, who doesn't need to be a peacemaker because someone else is crying and it was me and I got called in and they're like I'm sorry you're now no longer a peacemaker I, re- I was there when that happened and really? I remember it was the first trauma of you were life. very upset <laughs> oh, it was the first gosh. trauma of your life yes. the first trauma the that first everything trauma. is rooted in everything I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna say the name but I'm pretty sure they're a terrible human being no they are they I are. remember who it was yeah and I was Aww. like I was just in special friends like I got to do like all the fun things at Birch Elementary School you know in like the town of Merrick there's a school name for a tree wow we've oh, all no. known each other too long <laughs> we also me and Haley um when we're out with our uh, boyfriends who we're, we're gonna get into they're they're best friends and they're in a group they have a very large group of friends who all went to the north Merrick schools yeah. and we went to <laughs> the south Merrick school birch and whenever we're around we sing our birch alma mater song and they yeah. hate it. And they hate it. <laughs> it's such a cute little song. It's a great so song. Also, there's choreography. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We oh, know we all the choreography. We love the choreography. They hate it, but it's fun. More more fun for us. Yeah. Birch I don't beavers. Know. Birch beavers. Represent. Honestly. Represent. Okay. So back to Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hales, you got any thoughts on Valentine's Day? People have a lot of feelings about Valentine's Day. See, like I love holidays. So I love Valentine's Day. Like I'm I love the one that, that brings Valentine's to work. Every single year. Yeah, so cute. And I think it's just so joyful. Like, give everyone a reason to smile. Like, your Valentines don't have to be your significant other. Like, I mean it. You two are my Valentines. You're, like, my best friends. You are the people that get me through every single day. And, like, what's not a good day to celebrate that? Like, there's no my best friend day, which is messed up if you're going to say You're so right. Yeah, like, it's true. what the hell? How do we get that But it can happen? be Valentine's Day. It can yeah. be celebrating right? your best friend. It's, Valentine's doesn't day have to be a romantic love. partner. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's about love. Love. And there's many kinds of love, which I firmly believe that there are so many other loves than romantic love and most of them are much stronger than romantic love and it's a day to celebrate any and all kinds of love and you know I bring in 
various gifts to my coworkers because there's a workplace dynamic type of family that goes on in mm-hmm. most workplaces and I feel like I want to you know boost morale when I'm at the office as well and so I have I have only positive things to say about Valentine's Day I, I don't, love that so awesome. you know I, I wholeheartedly agree me too and I, and I really think that that approach would be really helpful for people in a time where I think sometimes we fixate on oh I don't have a significant other or it's I feel so lame or oh my gosh everyone's being so mushy or there's also the every day we should show love not just on Valentine's Day which of course yeah but it's just a little bit extra it's a little little, bit another layer of of appreciation I always say if there's a reason to celebrate something why not why not like it only can bring joy it only can bring joy if you have that right mindset about it I mean if you're going into it being like oh I hate this day because everyone's with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever like of course it's not going to be a fun day but if you go into it be like I just want to I'm just going to share some love or like tell people that I love that I appreciate them 100% and very often when you give love you get some love back. Agreed. So people true. are so appreciative when you're you're loving to them. Mm-hmm. Like so true. people, most likely than not, will take your love and give it back to you in some way or show some appreciation. And like that feels good. And I don't know. I find I'm a. I always say like I'm very selfish in the way that I uh, give. I <laughs> love gift giving I love a fabulous gift I giver. it is my favorite thing on the planet like every single day I have that's your idea, that's one of your love languages my, for sure is. I put it in my <laughs> notes so cute. and I have everyone's name and I write down I write down jots about what they're gonna like so in like cute. various days and it has absolutely nothing to do with when they're gonna get this gift but I just get excited so I'm selfish in that way and I because I I my energy is so much brighter when I see that people are excited about what I have given them or shown them and so Valentine's Day is a perfect day to take advantage of that. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. So on Monday, Brenda and I were talking about long-term relationships because Brenda and I, as you know, are both in long-term relationships. Uh, Haley is also in a long-term relationship, but she has a very interesting and different dynamic, which is why we wanted to bring Haley on today to get a kind of another perspective than what me and Brenda have so Hale uh what what's your relationship status give us a little debrief on that well I'm in a long-term relationship um my boyfriend's name is Dan um he happens to be Julia's boyfriend's best friend how cool is that like can we just discuss it's like a dream come true like a literal dream come true it that is your best friend and your boyfriends are I feel friends. like it's like what you do when you're little and you're like we're gonna grow up and marry brothers 100%. and like it uh-huh. came true oh. we did we did I mean they're not things. brothers but like no. basically similar enough yeah they also knew each other. They've known each other since kindergarten. Yeah. Precious. There's like really cute photos of them <laughs> yeah. in kindergarten. And their little alphabet shirts. Yeah. It's oh really cute. It's, so, so in that instance, it rocks. Um, and he's wonderful. I love him. Um, you want to tell the story of how you met? We met at a bar when he was home on leave. He's in the military. Which we'll get into. We'll get into. Um, and he came. Me and Julia used to do trivia nights every Tuesday night. And Julia's boyfriend, Chris, wanted to bring Dan and some people to come to trivia night to just have something to do on a weekday while Dan was home. And so they crashed our trivia night, and then trivia night got canceled. I was so upset. Oh, no. And we didn't know these One people day. very well. So we were like, 
uh hi guys this is a bar and the bar like broke down yeah, there was no was, there, there was, was no heat, heat. so there was just like space and it was like the dead of winter everywhere it was january right it was it was so cold it was so cold <laughs> it was like negative two degrees it was like that because it's like barely even winter this winter mm-hmm. like what was that three winters ago it was frigid yeah and uh <laughs> it broke down and they like kind of just stared at us and we're like okay let's drink uh and uh we were all we, troopers though. we were all troopers and we ended up just staying out so 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 late and um and then the next day they peer pressured you and then the next and we me and dan hit it off and we ended up we all stayed at julia's house and me and dan and it was not a setup like it was not no, the no, intention no. at all we were literally a lot of us were staying at julia's apartment and and i had work in the city the next day i was the only one that had work in the morning and um, I had work later till, in the day. Not till yeah, like, not till like five. four o'clock. Yeah, because yeah. you were working later, and and it was it was during Chris's winter break for school because he's right. a teacher. And so I was like, I was the only one that had work in the morning, <laughs> and I was the most irresponsible. And we stayed up till like seven a.m. talking, and then I was like, I have to get ready for work. <laughs> And they were like, no, 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 <laughs> let's hang out some more. And I was like, I have to go. And so I ran out after, like, them pleading for me to stay. And then they hung out all day, and they went out for brunch and did all this stuff. And then I get a call from Julia's boyfriend, Chris, being like, I'm – Who is the mind, number one peer pressure? He is the worst. Keep in mind, I have a live television show. And keep in mind, <laughs> at this time, two and a half years ago, I was a lowly PA – lowly lowly pa and they're calling me over and over again You're while i'm so in the control room i oh, had to no. do i was printing for the if anchor. i was there i would have controlled the situation to stop. he's like if you don't come i will hate you forever i will <laughs> oh, ruin no. your relationship with julia you will never oh, be friends God. again bully. it was insane and i was like i have to go do my job and he's like you will never make it out of this day <laughs> oh my God. and so i went and met them at the bar because <laughs> i felt swindled <laughs> And it was just me, Chris, and Dan. And it was, and we and Dan just really, really, really hit it off. And it's kind of history from there. So thank you to Chris for his terrible, terrifying bullying. <laughs> but it helped. He's good for something, good I guess. He's good for something. <laughs> Kidding. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so continue. Um, so we are in a long distance relationship, unfortunately, because he is in the military. He is a officer in, in the engineer corps of the navy and he is very impressive he's a lieutenant junior grade soon to be lieutenant mm. and he is at the whim of the government and the military of where he is at a given time and so it is a very interesting dynamic and interesting relationship and it's a lot a lot of work um work that i think people are scared of doing mm. and he's he has been in the military since you guys started dating yeah he's never never, been home we have never gotten to have a you know like lives in the same town city relationship Mm -hmm. ever which comes with its own like stigmas of what people view my our relationship as which can be difficult Mm -hmm. and we'll definitely talk about that later but you know it's it is definite work but I think that because it's so much work and because we have to be so intentional with the way that we are with each other we have got we were early on talking about things that people don't talk about until they're years into dating you know mm-hmm. because we had to talk about those things mm-hmm. because we I immediately had to stay over for three days you know what I mean like right. it was the only option to only be able option. to see each other you can't yeah. you couldn't you never had the chance to have a normal dating exactly trajectory mm-hmm. exactly. like most people you meet someone you go on a date maybe a couple of days later you go on another date like you're around you can see each other at the whim 
and you don't have to like sleep at their house. Exactly. You go yeah. home, you make yourself pretty, you go to the bathroom, and then you go back. Right. Whereas my relationship, it was like, hey, we hung out a few times, and then I had to sleep over in Mississippi for a couple of days. And right, but it was your only. That was, was the only, only option. option if you yeah. wanted to give the relationship a if chance. If you wanted to give it a chance, which and you could have easily said no to, because I think a lot of people would have been really afraid to jump into something like that. One hundred percent. I think most people would have been afraid to do it. And to be honest, like I am not a risk taker that is not how people would categorize me no. I had a minivan for the entirety of my life that she I still was sad about I it I miss it so much the soccer <laughs> racket was the a prime part of my life and I think that I I'm a a I love things being comfortable and the same and I like knowing I like I like having control over things mm-hmm. and I definitely had to I've definitely had to deal with figuring out that part of myself with this relationship, having Absolutely. to give up some control and figure out ways to make it okay for me and and mm-hmm. and, and have some semblance of control and mm-hmm. how to figure that out. And so it's it's not a it's not a run of the mill relationship, but I do feel like we are so strong because it's so not conventional. And unfortunately he's not here this valentine's day but we do our own things and you know as much as i love valentine's day like i love valentine's day because of like what you do on valentine's day but like i'm i'm not devastated that he's not here to take Mm -hmm. me out and buy me flowers and do those things like i would love him to be here so we could go to the diner and watch hdtv hdtv and then go to bed (laughs) in the same bed that's why i would love him to be here but i would love him to be here any day to do any of those things absolutely so you know we we make it work and i'm happy that this is our last valentine's day we will be spending apart thank god yay so that is something to be grateful for yay so grateful and i really love how intentional you guys are and i know that it like probably feels like you have to be in order to keep things alive and and whatnot but i think it's just a really great example that when you put in the work and when you continue to be intentional really in any relationship that things you know anything can really work i think being intentional in any relationship is very very Mm -hmm. very important like it's not just your your you know spouse or significant other type of relationship like we the three of us talk about constantly how Mm -hmm. intentional we we the three of us are with each other because Mm -hmm. it's so impossible to find relationships that give what you give yeah yeah and unless you and everyone's love language is so different mm-hmm. you know even we just friendship yeah it's so and and in every in every way you're with your parents with your friends with your significant other with like i don't know literally everyone and so unless you take the time and are intentional with that relationship you're never going to feel like you get what you give absolutely and asking and communicating about that and asking for what you need and it's so important and people are just afraid to do it but if you if you want your relationship to be the best it can possibly be you have to communicate about that stuff yeah i think there's a big like almost expectation that like oh well you should kind of know you know but but it's like okay maybe that you've hinted at it or whatever but if you don't really say this is what I need this is how I feel most loved it's kind of difficult to figure that out because people can love so differently and feel love so differently and Haley I love what you said before about like needing to figure out a certain part of yourself because this relationship put you in a situation that was different and uncomfortable for you and I think that in any relationship there's going to be certain parts of you that come out that maybe you didn't know about or that are uncomfortable and I I think that you handled it with so much grace because it is a tough situation you guys are apart I mean this year particularly he's gone from July to July 
Yeah. And July, with, a two week with a two-week break. break. Like, to not see your partner for for that amount of time, I mean, most people wouldn't be able to do it. But I love what you, like, you've handled it with so much grace about about putting in that time and the effort to figure out that part of yourself, even though it's not in your core personality, to not be comfortable or to not be in control. 100%. And, I mean, do you have any advice for people, like, for that? Because... I think a lot of people are too scared to even kind of jump in the water to figure out a part of themselves that's uncomfortable. 100%. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, Dan still thinks it's funny, which it's not funny, Dan, when he, <laughs> when, when he's like, oh, um, I'm coming home on this day. And then like three weeks later, he's like, oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm coming home on this day. And then three weeks later, he's like, no, I'm not. The military is sending me home on this day. Because like the military, that specifically is so so unorganized in a way that I did not understand could possibly be for our government don't get me wrong the military is amazing and I am so proud of him but it is astounding to me the it's almost like not not it's not an organization it's just the fact that like it's because you are a part of something bigger than yourself that you as a person don't really count Mm -hmm. so like for me I'm like how can they change your date 40,000 times like the cross outs on my calendar is insane but but like to them as a as a you're you're a cog in a just huge machine that right. like if they need to change this date they need to change it that mm, date right. and it's it's okay to, for them right so he's still he's still like oh just kidding this day this day and he finds it crazy that i can still get so worked up by the fact of this change but that's that is core me i am not someone that deals with change super well mm-hmm. and I'm someone that that when I look forward to something, I look forward to something. Mm-hmm. And I'm good at being content until that time, mm-hmm. um, which is good in this type of relationship. Definitely. But when I when it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to this day, but just kidding, it's a week later, just kidding, it's three weeks earlier, just kidding, it's four weeks later, that does mess with me of a course. lot. And so that I have I have definitely gotten better. Mm-hmm. But that is still something I struggle with a lot. But to balance that out, something that I do to give me a semblance of control is that I plan things that I can plan that have nothing to do with him almost. That's but great. that involve him in the sense that like I send a package on the, the first or the second of every single month or the first weekend of every single month. And I plan that package the entire month prior. Just the You're second so I do it. And that to me is the best thing that I can do it's for so myself. It's so smart. It's so smart. Because it, it gives you a sense of control in your relationship in which mm-hmm. you have, which I have very not. little control. Which of. I have not. Yeah, and also for your gift giving yeah, <laughs> side. It, like it's it's exciting. It satisfies a lot of parts. It does. It satisfies a lot of parts. And it almost makes me feel like we're going on a date. Like Aww. you know, like I'm picking out the things that I know he was gonna he's gonna love. And when he opens it, he opens it and he tells me all the things that he loves. Aww, and so it's like I two separate that. dates that I get to have with him. Because, like, we're not together, but I've touched everything, and he gets to touch it, if oh that makes sense. God. That is beautiful. I mean, it's it, – but people always say, it's like when they hear about people in long-distance relationships, like, how do you do it? And it's – I mean, that's just such a beautiful example of, like, figuring it out. Like, you if you want to be with someone – Well, I, I have to say that I would never, ever, ever, ever recommend being in a long-distance relationship because it's not a choice – 
Like mm-hmm. you, I would, if I, I have had, I had a friend recently ask me like, how do you, how do you know if you want to do it? And I was like, well, you don't. Mm. The answer is if you're asking me, how do you know if you want to do it, then you don't want to do it because it should mm-hmm. feel like there's no other option. Yeah. And while that's not, I'm not telling you that I want to do it. I'm not saying like, oh, this is a choice I've made because I'm excited about it. No, I'm not excited about it at all. No. But it is the only option that I see. Yeah. I can't imagine not being with him. Mm-hmm. So my option is we, my options, only options were don't be with him or do it this way. Right. And so therefore I And have figure no your way through it. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, that's, that's kind of like what I, that's what I say first when people ask me that question. And I feel like that's like the only validation you need for yourself and if you feel like you're right this is my only option then you figure the rest out and you Mm -hmm. I mean it takes a lot of it's a learning curve and like I've not figured it out perfectly and I've been doing it for a bit but like I mean in any relationship even if someone's here you're figuring it out day by day 100% and uh, I definitely don't have it all figured out but I would say that you you do figure it out once you've once you understand that it is it's not a choice that you're making it's your only option then you Mm -hmm. learn that you have to figure it out it's just the way you guys feel with your boyfriends you're you have no other option you're going to date yeah and like it shouldn't change just because they're not here right yeah yeah and even like for like sometimes for my job I have to be away like we just did a two-month stretch where where I was away which you know I mean I got to come home and visit (laughs) much much easier situation than Haley's situation but it's true like you never know what life is going to bring up and even if you're with someone even if you cohabitate like we do like sometimes you have to be apart because life that's what life brings up sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's like just because some just because I went away for two months we're not like well nope it's over like (laughs) we're together that's what we're doing and we've figured it out right and then you sort of adjust based on based on how that is when something really really matters yeah so what would you say you you really touched on a lot of it but what what is the hardest part about being in a long distance relationship would you say Uh, I I think the hardest part of being in a long distance relationship is when you have those days where you're just like I want to come home and I want to hug which is like random you know like it's not like every single day you're like I need to come home and I need a hug and as you all know I'm not a hugger no. <laughs> like, so maybe everyone I tried else. to give her a hug last night she's like I oh, literally did not touch you like, <laughs> I didn't like she it she literally <laughs> said oh you're giving me a hug I did I said those words <laughs> I'm so sorry I, so I'm not and it's been a constant battle with my mother uh, my entirety of my life <laughs> my dad actually warns me before he's gonna hug me he like opens his arms for a while and then he slowly walks forward <laughs> And so, like, I know that I'm getting you can a hug. Prepare I can prepare myself, and I can also say no. My mom, it's like, <laughs> and so, like, I've never been good. But I will say, Dan has definitely made me a lot more of a hugger. Like, my mommy is like, oh my god, you hug me sometimes. I'm like, yeah, good job, Dan. Kudos to Dan. Like, made me more fun. But so maybe other people come home every day and they would like a hug. I don't, but sometimes I do. I get off of work, or you know, you hang out with friends and. You just come home and you would love someone to be there just to tell like a story to. And like we're on different time zones and I think that's something that's so really difficult. Yeah. So like I can't always be like, hey, Dan, so funny. This man fell in front of me today and then I helped him. <laughs> but then he yelled at me and then he ran away. And, you know, that's not a good story, but I would love to tell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, you don't you don't have the freedom to just call him whenever you want. Which is never like it's not even that he's not here. It's like that's exactly. another factor at play. Yeah, and I and I would say the only other really not only other they're all it's very hard. But the other 
hard part for me is we have friends that are all in the same group Mm -hmm. so I often am around everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone's with their significant other or his friends or your friends and I'm the I'm Dan's not there and it's very noticeable because he's so integral to the group yeah whereas so that's that's definitely hard but I feel like I'm I, I, I have what's good about that is that I have Julia in it and I have Julia's boyfriend Chris who I'm very close with and mm-hmm. uh Dan's friends are very welcoming and so I'm able to be like you know I miss Dan and we FaceTime him in and you know that's good yeah. but that's definitely really really hard yeah it kind of brings up like on New Year we went out for New Year's Eve and it was the whole group and I know particularly that event is a, a particularly difficult event for your mm-hmm. significant other t- to not be here but we did FaceTime him in at we midnight did. and like it was very very nice it's sweet but the que- my question is is like how what about n- not having him here for like events that you wish he was here like I know day to day it's really difficult but is there is it more difficult when it comes to like holidays or uh maybe you know someone's birthday or like some something I find it hard when he's not here for like New Year's was hard because it was just very obvious mm-hmm. at the circle minute <laughs> prior. I was like, <laughs> right, we were having a great time after we had a great time. Yeah, but it was for that one, one minute. minute. I did call him. I did cry. And then I hung up. And then I was like, okay, Julia, let's go to the dance and floor. And then we danced. <laughs> and then we got over it. So certain holidays, things like that are hard. Um, I'm not a birthday person, particularly. Um, so I don't really find that difficult. And I know a lot of people do find that that difficult. I love a birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, I a month. Yes, exactly. And I'm, <laughs> I have a ton of people in my birth month that also love celebrating their birth month. She's staring right at me. <laughs> so like I don't have to deal with it being my birth month because I have plenty Even of other people literally to My birthday is one week before and yes. I make it all about me. <laughs> so I, which is totally, like genuinely, completely, utterly how I like it. So I'm, I'm, I am not a event type person. So it's, I know, and I know that's not normal. I know that's not the regular. I know people look forward to things like that. Um, I find it hard sometimes when I just, honestly, I'm, I'm more of a day-to-day person. I find it harder when I want Dan to come over and watch the football game with my parents and mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like that's stuff that I find a lot harder. I mean, you know, the holidays when it's like the Jewish holidays and I would love him to be there. He's never been right. to one of my Jewish holidays. Well, because that's, that's like a sharing a tradition yeah. that is so integral to your personality. Exactly. That has been definitely difficult because um, it's not <laughs> – the Jewish holidays are not around times that people get to have breaks. Mm-hmm. So he has not been able to be in uh, Merrick during those times. You know, we've done – other holidays together you know we got to do our own Christmas and things like that but um so so that is definitely hard but I don't know I'm I'm a peculiar human being I wouldn't say that <laughs> peculiar events are specific to me yeah that's, um, that's a good thing for for your situation for, for my situation yeah. definitely but day to day I find like little I'm a, I'm a little things yeah. type person so some days are very very hard and uh they hit me out of nowhere mm-hmm so that's that's enough that's a challenge then because yeah. it's not you know what the normal sad day would be and it all of a sudden is my sad day absolutely yeah I totally get it and it's so for me hearing you talk about him and like even coming to terms with just how deep and connected your relationship is is oh, it's so powerful especially with how little you get to see each other and get like moments face to face but it reminds me of like when 
we were like sitting in a, in a car and you're like, should I Snapchat him back? And oh now, my God. And no, now, it was right here. Oh, it was right oh, here. Oh, yes, because you were trying to figure out what face you should be Totally. Making. <laughs> I had the biggest crush and I hadn't had a crush since like my you know, first love in high school. Dan's like he's pretty crush worthy. He's so crushable. He's <laughs> and he but he has a huge ego. So Dan, if you're listening, you're fine. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> but um I we had we had hung out like I think three times prior and I'm pretty sure Julia's boyfriend um put my Snapchat into his Snapchat and sent me a Snapchat of Dan. And it was like, hey. I was like, oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And Brenda was like, I've never seen you like this before. Yes, because it was true. And I was like, I don't know. And then I just sent a picture of, of like one of you. I didn't even use my face. <laughs> it all came together. It all came, it all together. came together. Um, so you mentioned your, your box sending. Yes. I know you guys have like a, a, some other like cute traditions and stuff. What's, what's like the importance of that for you? And how is having traditions – have been helpful in when you're apart I think they're ridiculously important mm-hmm. um, and that's what I mean about being intentional we are on different time zones so we are right now we're 11 hours apart so we literally live so much of our day sleeping and and uh while the other person's awake and mm-hmm. then vice versa currently he is now sleeping mm-hmm. um wow. and so if we don't do those traditions and we don't make it very intentional, it is so easy to not be that person that they tell each other everything to. Mm-hmm. And that is my biggest fear in life. Like mm-hmm. in general, I find, I think we've all talked about this before. This is obviously a little bit of a tangent, but like in when people cheat on their uh, their significant other, I find emotional cheating way worse. Terrifying. I totally agree. Terrifying. It's way worse. I want to know every single thing that he's doing and it has nothing (laughs) to do with like I'm I mean we don't I don't know where he is 24 hours a day like I'm not a you know I don't even know what the word is like I'm I'm not very uh scary (laughs) as a girlfriend. I'm kind of like go with the flow chill type of girlfriend but I love to know what he had for lunch. So like Haley loves questions. I love questions. She loves a detail. We love a detail. I love a detail. detail. It's my father's fault and he still says I'm not curious enough which is (laughs) terrifying. It's impossible to be any more curious. I love truly impossible. So like it is terrifying to me that he could be telling someone else what he had for dinner Mm. and so if I don't ask these questions and if we don't get into these rhythms, like we could go three whole days and I didn't know what he had for dinner. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to know. Absolutely. And 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 then when it gets, I don't know, that's obviously a silly example. But no, if it's you not. Don't, if you don't get into those rhythms, then I lose entire days because we just go, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Right. How what much you can right you now? do that? How much can you do that? And yeah. it, I, I, I had, our friends were here earlier and I had brought up that we were doing this episode and your situation to our friend. And she was like, how do you even, what did you, I wish I could remember exactly how she phrased it. And I would like you to talk about this. She was like, when you're apart for so long, she's like, how do you even know somebody? I totally get that because, well, first off, if FaceTime didn't exist, we would be broken. We yeah, would 100% harder. not be thank together. God for FaceTime. It, we, I, thank I, God. I think, literally thank God for it. Because we do FaceTime every single day. Once and you're very intentional we about that. We are very intentional. We have our times that we do it. We make sure we do it every single day. So we do get some FaceTime. Oftentimes it's multiple times a day. And sometimes they're like five minutes because they're like right before someone's doing mm-hmm. something. But 
we but have. still you have you have that tradition you are both intentional of we promised each other it's like just like any other promise you would make in a relationship like we've made this promise to each other we're going to keep it we're going to be intentional about that and that's how you, you build trust and love in any kind of relationship 100% and I think that we so if FaceTime didn't exist I would be lost but we are so we are so intentional with that that we make sure that we talk about everything that we want to talk about we tell each other every silly story you know we we have like we have very ridiculous things that we say in general like (laughs) what we call each other like what a normal conversation would be is like not very normal but because you have this conversation you just feel a lot more at ease about the day like he goes hi girlfriend and it's just ridiculous and like (laughs) But, like, it just, like, just even saying hello and, like, having your thing that makes you two okay just, mm-hmm. like, gives you that relief that you're still on the same page. Mm. Um, and and to hear someone's voice and one, it's so yeah, different than, like, texting or writing. or So different. If we, all we did was text, I, I don't know how, I don't know how you know someone that way. And um, obviously once you're like with someone for a while you have your text rhythm and you know how you guys talk and you talk when you need to but if I didn't see his face and we didn't do those things then we wouldn't be able to have real conversations I mean half our conversations are ridiculous and not like real conversations you know yeah silly yeah well that's what you do with your person exactly (laughs) but uh we because we're intentional in that way we are able to still feel like we do know each other yeah and because you know I send boxes and we and we and we have things that we send each other and our routine every day that we do Mm -hmm. like we used to do you had to tell a nice every single day so before you went to bed no matter what you told that person what your nice was for the day and it was and I and and it this was is beautiful. It was really it was great. It's great. I mean, we still do nice. Sorry, we used to do misses, and it was more of like I would send him something that he missed from Merrick so that he would come home. Mm-hmm. And like we have every single time that we're apart, we have a new one that we develop. And nices are normally what we do now. But we we just we get into a rhythm. And I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a fear. I was so terrified when he came home the first second because I was like, what if he doesn't love me? And then. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was very quickly (laughs) uh, able to figure out he did. But (laughs) it was, you know, like all the people. But I think that's also because we're so rooted in this culture about people, how people view long distance. And again, I'm the first person to tell you not to do it Mm -hmm. because it's terrible. But I feel like it's my only option, which is why I do it. But because people are so negative about it, people automatically assume that we don't know each other. Right. Because we're apart for so long. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's that hearing that is hard. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. No, but I, I the fact that you even incorporate it into like a daily routine. Yeah. Is incredible that you're both so willing and loving and caring towards each other to do things to change change it up so that it's not the exact same all the time. Um, even though you're not together. Yeah. You, know? you have to. You have to if you want to feel like you're like being in a fully committed yeah loving relationship and when and when he gets to be home i mean you guys are very intentional about spending your time how you're spending your time together like luckily dan was just home and literally Haley told everyone i told everyone i was like don't talk to Haley. like don't reach out like she she is giving all her time to her person and i think that that is so fair and so important of like when you do get to be together being so intentional about that time we are we are and we're very booked but we always make sure that we have the time to sit 
together and just be and just be as well as being with everyone else but we're very something that I'm really thankful for is that when we are together we spend a lot of time with each other's families mm-hmm. because we don't get to do that on yeah. a regular basis it's like very important to me that my parents really love him and it's very important to me that his parents love me and you know I think that it's it would petrify me if my parents didn't like him mm-hmm. um and I think he feels the exact same way he's a mama's boy yeah that, it that's is important to me as well yeah yeah so I think that is something that and like when he's not here I, I hang out with his mom you know and I so like things like that like if if I, he wasn't he was not he, we just had our longest stint and it was six months and then he came home and I got lunch with his mom four times. And if I didn't do that, mm-hmm. I would feel so disconnected. Yeah, right. Because from- you, you don't have the normal thing of like when your boyfriend's here, oh, we're going to my mom's for dinner exactly. or we're going, we're, it's my aunt's birthday or whatever. Exactly. And so we're, uh, we do that and his mom is so wonderful and lovely and his dad as well is amazing. And so we like... By them them wanting to see me when he's not here, it makes me feel like we have something good. Right. And you, it feels like you still have like a family and exactly. a support system around your relationship. Exactly. It's not just the two of you. Like exactly. you have the support of his family, your family. Exactly. Mutual friends. All that. Exactly. You mentioned it before. There's a lot of stigma around being in long distance There's relationships. There's a lot of stigma. I, especially, I think, with military relationships. And, yes. What's been your experience with that well something that I have become to realize is that the military there are so many people that are um, once they're in a military relationship they're married very quickly and that's because the military doesn't view girlfriends or boyfriends or significant others as anything which is Again, it makes sense in an actual way, you know, right. like in, in like- a government and a country type standpoint. You're right. They don't really mean anything. They have no say in anything. But for a girlfriend of someone in the military, it is very hard to be with someone, which is why people get married very young, um, because then they can move with them then they can do things with them. Then they're considered. They don't get shipped off places that people can't visit because they have a right. wife a and family. kids <laughs> exactly yeah. so it's just that's been very very hard and so I think people feel like that can't work mm-hmm. you know people feel like they can't be in a relationship with someone in the military because of those reasons and I also think that when you're in a long distance relationship people feel like they can't see each other and then they can't make the time and then they can't figure it out and then they fight about it and then they struggle to balance the time that they would figure out to see them with their regular life Mm -hmm. and then they and then it's like a spiral whereas like it's honestly it's no different than dating apps and regular every day like People pull that crap where they're just too busy mm-hmm. or they just can't figure out the time or they just don't have time to see you mm-hmm. or they just don't have time to pick up their phone and call because they're just too busy. And I don't believe that at all. I am incredibly busy. I am terrible with my phone. It is the most confusing device I've ever owned. <laughs> and I still figure it out. And we, when he was in Mississippi, I was flying there every two, three weeks. Yeah. Every two, three weeks. And I had to made do it. it work. Yes, we made it work because it was integral to us being a normal couple. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the thing that I think people struggle with in the military is that 
because we don't really matter that much technically to the military. I had to travel every time to right. see him right. because he can't leave. He right. has to be on it by base. He can only travel yeah. a certain amount of miles mm-hmm. away from where you are before taking leave. Right. Even if it's just a weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's not not going to work, but technically he's not allowed to leave. So I had to make the... You had to really kind of pull I, the weight I in that I had to sense. pull the weight yeah. in that sense for those things. Obviously he pulled the weight in 12,000 other ways. But people feel like that's too much. I see. And yeah. that's overwhelming to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel like that's a load of crap. And I've always felt like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent or no percent type of person mm-hmm. in, in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, okay, you, you do it, you give a hundred percent. And if it doesn't feel like it's working, then it's not on you that it's not working. Right. You can't, you have nothing to blame. It is the, it, you guys are not meant to have that Absolutely. as a go. And other people just, they tend to be like, oh, it's not the right time or it's not the right place or we're in two different places. And like, that's just not true mm-hmm. in my, in my experience in my mind like if you want to make it work you'll make it work mm-hmm. and it, it's in it's oh it's really up to you and it's up to how you feel and if you feel like it's too much then it's too much because of it's too much for you and it's mm-hmm. too much for your mental well-being and mm-hmm. your growth and you as a person and that's also very okay right but right. you can't blame it on the time the right. place the the effort like it it's it's a different kind of effort than other relationships are but you know like you do it and you just you just do it and I think what is really interesting about your situation with Dan particularly is that he not that he wouldn't be willing to do these things but I think that in the same way that you're saying that you have to make sure that it's okay for you and your well-being that it's also it's not all on one person like Mm -hmm. it has to be both parties putting in effort Mm -hmm. so I think that that's probably something that maybe people come across too is that maybe they feel like they're doing all of the work and don't feel like they're getting anything back and I think that's also something to consider is how equally are you contributing to making this to cultivating this relationship under these circumstances 100% and I think that that because so if you're specifically talking about a military relationship the fact that I had to travel so much was definitely a burden on me However, he did things to make it equal. So we, so he can't go very far, but he would then drive to five hours to Atlanta. And then we would fly to Atlanta for a weekend because it's an hour flight, costs zero money, literally <laughs> could buy it in points. Incredible. And he, we could spend the weekend there and then he has to drive the five hours back to Atlanta and I get on an hour flight and I get home you're both putting in the work both putting in work and and he's very you know like he likes to cook for me and he likes you know we love to cook together to be honest but there are things that he ends up doing and putting in and being intentional because he knows he needs to put back work but he we've also had a lot of conversations like I said when you're in a relationship like this and you're going to be in long distance, you need to have the conversation super, super early. Yeah. Bef- about serious things that you would never need to talk about otherwise. And we've had to have those conversations really early to to know what it would be like 
if it's possible to have a future mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to talk about really early if one of us Because you're not going to go places. and put fly and do all this stuff mm-hmm. and go through the struggle of being in a long-distance relationship if at the end of the day you have completely different beliefs and things and it's not going to work out. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so cool. And I know that you felt like you had to have those conversations, but I feel like that's a big fear for people mm-hmm. is like, especially when we're so young. Yeah. When people 100%. are like, well, why are you thinking about that already? Totally. Totally. And also the kind of the fear of kind of doing too much too soon or also especially like for a long distance relationship if you don't have those conversations I think there's going to be that fear of like oh well what if this isn't right and I'm wasting my time for lack of a better word on something and like could be looking for something else right so you're taking away that power of the what if because you've already had the conversation yeah exactly it it gives you another layer of of confidence really in Mm. in what you have and also just really deepens your understanding and I feel like it's so cool that you've had those conversations so soon because I feel like things build in a relationship you start off slow and then you get to know more about someone but I just I really think it's it has added so much to your relationship by knowing knowing all these things right off the bat percent I just wish people were less afraid of breaching the maybe you know tougher or more serious conversations I I wish people were less afraid of them Mm -hmm. I totally agree and I mean like I was not this type of person prior to Dan. Yeah. Um, I'm not a trustworthy, I'm a trustworthy person. I don't trust people. You don't put your trust in many people. Exactly. And so that has always been an obstacle for me. Mm -hmm. And very early on, we had to have very serious conversations. And that is the only reason we're still together. And that is something that I had to that when I was saying I've had to get over and and get through hurdles of myself and things that have Mm -hmm. uh, that are hard for me and blossom out of it in this relationship that's something that I've had to do yeah and um I mean I just can't imagine like let's say you're doing what you guys are doing which is being apart basically for a whole year and the your entire relationship you've been you know you've only gotten to see each other for stretches at a time like I just can't imagine like going through some you know uh, things come up in life of course and things happen but like not figuring out early on that you have the same core beliefs or that you're like looking in the same direction and then like imagine like you wanted kids and he didn't and you did this whole thing for so long and then you got to the place where maybe it's the time to do that and and you didn't know that about him like imagine I just feel like it, it it would be so crazy to me to not have had yeah. to not have uncovered those things earlier on before putting in you yeah. know yeah, not and to that, say that things don't happen of course things happen but right. something that's like such a core value 100 percent. you know and that's not to invalidate that of course having the conversation is scary and intimidating but I really believe that so much beauty and and so much more connection and it just opens so many doors after having those conversations so yeah, yeah. I know a particular conversation that you and Dan had to have you have a lot of dietary restrictions that are integral to your health. So how did you kind of breach a conversation like that or that or that conversation? Because I think it's a fear for people of like maybe wanting to let their partner in on something, but not knowing how to communicate it to them. 100%. I have never been good at having that conversation ever. Mm -hmm. I have always been the person that just does what everyone else is doing and either tries not to eat or like goes home after and feels terrible or I just didn't want to be a burden. And I I I take a lot of pills I have a lot of health problems and it was a huge fear for me in relationships and because I had to fly to Mississippi to see him so early on in our relationship that was a huge risk 
we'd only hung out a few times and it was kind of like if I don't come and see you how do we why are we talking yeah like how do we know if this what potential this has true like like what's the I hate people that talk to talk like you know everyone I get all my friends like people all my friends are like these guys like text me and they're just texting me but they don't make any plans and I'm like what What possesses you you to do that (laughs) like truly do you sit in your room and you're like let me see if I can text like that's boring like that is so uninteresting to me like I love humans and I would love to get to know you but I'm not sitting in my room thinking let me just talk to some random ass person yeah like it is crazy to me but people do it and Mm -hmm. like I I, it it boggles my mind that 60% of men in the world just want to chat like it is crazy and just so they check. do and like so we were taught you know we hung out a few times and then he went back to Mississippi and I was like you know we miss each other that's weird we've only hung out a few times like I should probably come see- well he said like you should come see me and I was like I should probably come see you and he was like really and I was like yeah probably this just feels like otherwise why are we chatting and he was like why are we chatting he's like oh yeah <laughs> Let me go work for a second. I'll be back. And then he really just called Julia's boyfriend and was like, should I have her let her come? Like, she should come. And like, I knew he was talking to Chris, but he didn't know I was talking to Chris and that he was talking to Chris. And then he hung up and he was like, hey, I'm back from work. Like, yeah, I really think you should come. And I was like, oh, you're so dumb. I knew all the time. But um, (laughs) there just could be no secrets because someone's going to tell someone in the the circle. So dangerous. But I had to go really... um, early on in our relationship and spend a few days there and I have a significant pill regimen that I need to take and I have a very specific diet that I can eat and it was kind of like I was sitting on the floor of your apartment and uh, (laughs) Chris was watching me pack my pill bag and I was like do you think I could take this in front of him and then I was like yeah I have to take this in front of him and then I was like do you think I could take this powder in front of him and I was like oh crap I have to take that powder because and, you know, any other boy, you, like, go home and you get to take it at home. And right. then you – or you take it late the next morning. Mm-hmm. Well, what was I going to do? Take it three days later? Like, I have to take this stuff every night. And that was a huge slap in the face to me being like, okay, if you want to go and you want to give this a try because you feel like you should give it a try, then you need to be honest very early on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you, everyone listening, I'm not saying that you need to bury your soul because he had no idea why I was taking any of these pills. <laughs> it wasn't like I was like – this is what wrong with me and this is what's going on i was kind of like i have a lot of pills i have to take and i can't eat that bread but (laughs) it's nice knowing you (laughs) and that was what he was entitled to know at the time at the time that's what i felt comfortable with so it's obviously it's what you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. but that's a really important point. it's very very important like i was not comfortable telling him everything right away because i felt like you I I always feel like if you if I trust you with something then I owe you my life and I was not ready to owe him anything yet Mm -hmm. and so so like letting someone in on the important thing that that makes it possible for you to have somewhat of a relationship together and then slowly peeling back as you feel the layers exactly peeling back what's actually what scared you to begin with Mm -hmm. you know I kind of made it like this is a human thing that needs to be done I don't need to take any emotional aspect of it we don't Mm -hmm. need to talk about anything about feelings around it but if you want to date me you need to know that I have to take these pills at these this time right I need to eat this at this time and I can't eat that and I uh take me how I am and that is a purely human Mm -hmm. thing you know and that was how I took it at that time and it was it was very hard for me but it became the only reason why we were able to work out if you don't have those conversations Mm -hmm. 
immediately, then it completely hinders you from having a full relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I didn't understand prior. Mm -hmm. And I took the leap and I did it. And again, you obviously have to be comfortable with what you're telling. You don't need to tell the full story. It's up to you what you feel comfortable with. But don't, don't not do something because you're you're worried and you're scared about it trying right that they'll judge you or exactly not Mm -hmm. like you anymore exactly like you can take the part that's purely unemotional and and try and have that conversation and if they can't accept you for that part then it is then it's done and you knew already saying something you know and you knew already you don't have to Mm -hmm. beat around the bush to bring out what's has to come out exactly exactly and i think it's it becomes so so sad when down the line it's something comes up or there's this mask you've been hiding behind this whole time or just like a reality of your life that that somebody doesn't know about and that doesn't mean like you said that you have to share everything or that in every relationship by date four they should you know know all but I think it's very dependent on the situation and I think that it just shows how much growth you were able to have individually and then with him by being honest and I think what I really love that you said before too is that you took some time to understand I don't want to know if it's your insecurities but where like all these fears and stuff were rooted from and really just like self-examined and I think awareness is so powerful so for you to be able to know like oh okay well I really know that I don't like not being in control so like how can I make myself feel Mm -hmm. an aspect of control in a relationship that there's isn't much I can control exactly so I think for you to take time to analyze yourself and the inner workings of your brain and what you need and and kind of problem solve in that way and say, well, these are the things that are going to fill that for me. It's so powerful because I think when you understand yourself, then you can better understand other people and mm-hmm. you can better share with them how you're going to feel most comfortable and safe and loved yeah Hales, thanks for being really um honest about all this stuff i know it's a difficult it's a difficult topic um but our little last question is has there been any resource doesn't have to be related to relationships or anything that has helped guide you through your early 20s thus far um books i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i don't have one specific book because I have a ginormous list of recommendations that I have feel have given me joy and happiness. But I I think that reading is the most powerful thing on the planet Earth. It is unbelievable. You lose yourself in a book. You learn so much about about love and gratitude and families and everything through reading and there are so many books at your fingertips literally everywhere. I go to the library every Tuesday and like it's just the best thing for my mental well-being and I know that when I read I feel better and I know that when I read I feel gratitude. I know when I read I feel like I can conquer anything, you know? And like there's nothing like get, getting lost in a book and looking up six hours later and being like, holy crap. <laughs> and that really happened. When I was unemployed right after college, <laughs> I just stood in my backyard for like nine hours and my Literally. dad would be like, it's time Unreal. to come inside. <laughs> and time. I think it's so cool to hear that because I think right now so many people, of course, people like reading, love books, whatever, but you really love books. <laughs> and love especially it. in I'm a, a time when we're so connected on our phones for you to really be able to disconnect yeah. and connect to something different. It is, is so good is for so your well-being. Phones. Your so eyesight is. as well. Yeah. Oh, I bet. There's <laughs> no blue light in a book. No blue light in a book. <laughs> <laughs> so our last question is where can people find you? So on Instagram or anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Um, yes, you can find me on Instagram. I My Instagram is underscore Hayro. Um, h-a-y right h uh yeah underscore h-a-y-r-o 
I think. This is a guess. Oh, like it. Someone verified. <laughs> I was tagging someone totally different for a real a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was like Haley Ross 22 because that's my email. If you want to email me, that's my email. <laughs> At Yahoo. I'm an old soul. It's yahoo.com. Oh. And um, I don't know. What else do people have these days? LinkedIn. Is that not normal? No, LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn. People have that. That's I have a LinkedIn. Good. My that's LinkedIn good. name is Haley Ross. Because that's your that's name. That's my name. <laughs> and I don't lie on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh my God, people lie? You know, people lie. Oh my gosh. Oh, who knew? Not me. Whole <laughs> really <world>. good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, I really Hale. think it's so valuable. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.